This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Okay, so today we're talking about things that I know you feel like you probably should be doing some of, and you might feel some pressure, not just from yourself to do these things, but when you see things, you're scrolling on social media and you see ads pop up telling you, hey, if you just do this, this is how I did it. I, you can learn from me. I'll teach you all the methods. Just start doing this. This is the key to your success. This is how you build your business, so on and so forth. I'm going to tell you what things you don't need to do first. These are all the secondary things, okay? We've talked about the first fruit on the tree after you've looked at the the roots and the the trunk and the branches. Then you can start looking at what mature fruit looks like, right? So when you have a strong, steady focus on everything else, then you can start thinking about all the other bits and pieces to your business. And I know you want that, the tasty goodness of quick fruit, but quick fruit is smaller and it's less tasty than if you were to just take the sustainable route. You know, if you grow too fast, if you move too far ahead of yourself, and you have to remember that the wind is going to blow and if you have a tree with shallow roots, it's going to fall over, all right? So remember, we're playing the long game here. We're building your business for sustainability, There are a ton of things you can do in the business world that are going to take your time and energy and focus away from the the one thing that you need to be doing, coaching people. But I am telling you that if you focus on serving your people, you're going to build everything else only one time. You're going to be closer to being spot on and successful than if you try doing all the little things that don't matter in the beginning at once. If you if you try to spread your focus, if you don't have the one tree focus and you're trying to take every tree in the backyard down all at once, you're going to spend less focus and energy on the one thing that matters. Again, coaching people, right? And I know that some of you will probably throw yourself into the deep end. I understand you because I'm happily married to a version of you. <laughs> And I also have sympathy for those of you who are married to a deep end headfirst diver or have one as a child. Bless you, my adaptable and likely traumatized friends. Okay, side note. So if you are this deep end diver kind of person, I at least hope to give you a flow during this gardening series of episodes that helps you know what's in front of you. What, what is it you even possibly need? So that while you're diving into the deep end, you know what to take with you. (laughs) At least you know what deep end to dive into if you just have to do it. Then you can pick and choose out of all of these things what it is you want to try out because there are some things that you will just never need in your coaching business. Have you, I don't know if you've ever had a child and if you haven't, then one day, if you do, I'm going to say the first kid they get you on all of the gadgets and they they get you on making you think 
you need the diaper genie with the smellable bags and the just <laughs> it releases a scent like whatever it could possibly do your first kid you buy all of the things because you don't know what you need you don't know what you don't know but down the down the road you have more kids and you're like get rid of all this junk i don't need that stuff i can't believe they got me to spend hundreds of dollars on that at baby's rs you know i can't believe that i i fell for that um that thing online that told me this is literally going to make parenthood easy. <laughs> Whatever. It's the same thing. I'm trying to save you from all of those first child buys and all of the first child focuses because you don't know what you don't know, but I do. And I just want to help you out. I don't want you to spend all the time and money. I want you to invest that time and money in the places that really matters because you have a roadmap in front of you. I'm showing you what the tree will look like and what it takes to grow the every part of the tree, right? What I will caution you towards is buffering through taking passive action in your business. We all do it. We all use external things to help buffer what we're feeling internally. But if you always use things like create, you know, designing business cards, building a website, etc. to keep you from actually offering to coach people, you're going to end up with a website that doesn't say anything to anyone. And what does it matter? Because you don't even have an offer on there anyway. And if you do, they have some kind of good idea of what you would offer on there. You haven't tested that offer to see if people need it in your coaching. And you probably haven't even pressed publish on your website. And you have nobody to give those business cards to because you designed them, but not to give them away. You designed them to keep yourself from being in front of people you could give the business card to. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Okay. So where do the business cards and the websites and the funnels and all of the paid ads, where do all of these things lie in the grand scheme of things? So they come after your trunk and roots are solid and the tree can withstand the weight of matured and multiplied fruit on its branches. But in the beginning, you just need to go find people, connect with them, offer to coach them, and tweak your processes. That's how you up-level the trunk and get a create a solid growth plan, plan that bears good fruit. But once you have fruit growing, you've got clients, and you're getting results, and the trunk you've grown is doing all of the work for you, then it's time to look at the bigger picture of the mature fruit. The first thing I'm going to tell you, I believe you need to do once you start coaching and you have a, you're on a trajectory, you've you're taking action, you have a path in front of you is to build your email list. We talked about sharing as the first part of the Sokoka tree, right? Well, you need to be creating content that you can share that will serve people. It needs to be valuable. It needs to be consumable. And building your email list is one way that you can do this. You can create a lead magnet and offer that lead magnet to help build the email list. People get something you created for free. It's content, even if it's a checklist. And no matter how detailed or how simple, it can just be something that they trade their email address Four, and you get that email address and all of those people on your list, you own that list. They have offered to give you their email address. So you own that. 
Whereas all of the things you do on social media, that's not yours anymore. And it can go away in a heartbeat, but that email list doesn't. That email list is essentially where you're going to get your future clients because those people, if they are interested in one thing, you create nurturing sequences through email automation. You write things that go to every single person that gets on your email list. Now we use things called an email service provider. I personally use Flowdesk. There are a lot of good ones out there, ConvertKit and GetResponse and MailChimp, and everybody has their, their preferences. I like Flowdesk and I will, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll put a link in the show notes for it because you can get 50% off the first year. And what it does is when you get an email service provider, you start having a place to actually collect your email addresses. And then it goes into there and you can segment all of those addresses and names based on what those people signed up for. So if they're in a segment because they were interested in one particular lead magnet, you created like a checklist about, um, you know, getting organized. You know, maybe you do, an, you're an organization coach. Well, then you would have them in a segment that is about that. And then you can send them more specific emails based on the thing that they got interested in that came, brought them into your business. Okay. Now you have to be creating content that will serve people. If you want to build an online business, it's the only way you can do it. If you want to go out and network with the one person, like actual physical people in you, in front of you, you're not building necessarily an online business. You're building a local business and if you want an online business, you're going to need to create content that people in the rest of the world is, are going to be able to find. Okay. The next thing is an LLC. You can start out as a sole proprietor and not have to pay anything and all the money, you know, it just comes to you and it goes on your taxes just as money in your account. But you'll want to get set up as an LLC after you've made enough money to actually be paying for that. Okay. Or if you are in a niche where your risk of being sued is higher, get that sooner. But ultimately, you can start a sole proprietorship in the beginning and just go with that until you know that you're going to be a coach. You're going to keep building a coaching business. There's no reason to spend the money and time setting up an LLC if you're just testing this out or if it turns out you just like having a hobby of, you know, building a website and creating business cards. If you're not actually going to have a coaching business, why set up an LLC and have them just every everywhere? Give yourself some time actually set up just as a sole proprietor and get a business account that's attached to your name and social security number as opposed to an LLC with an employer identification number. Okay? There are some some landmarks I think some people say, you know, when you're making 30 grand or more, um I'm just going to say I did it early on, I did have the funds to be able to go pay for it. In some places, it's 50 bucks. It could be 500 in your state. You'd have to do a little bit of work, but it doesn't take that much, but there's no reason to break your bank if you're just starting out and you don't have $500 or $200 to go set this up. You don't need it in the beginning. This is a mature food place. You, you've got clients and people are paying you and you can use some money that you've been paid to go set yourself up with an LLC, um, especially if you're in a niche where your risk of being sued is higher, then that's going to be 
an area that protects you because an LLC said it's a limited liability company. So you're going to have less liability on your personal assets in the case you had a client sue you for anything. Okay, the next thing is I'm gonna tell you, dial in your niche. So all the rest of the time you're doing, uh, you're doing research and development on your ideal client and your ideal audience. This is where you really start dialing it in because you've done work with clients and you're getting results and you're seeing what they work with well, what they need, what they say. This is where you really start dialing that language in. And I think I've said it before, but get a get a spreadsheet and create language and um, questions that you can ask and things that they say where you can collect all of that data and put it together so you can really see what's happening. The next thing is certification. I'm going to add it here because if you don't get certified in some kind of coaching early on, if you left it out or you didn't pursue it at all, or you just said maybe later, you might want to consider certification at this point simply because of how specific certifications might serve you well. Again, I don't tell you to go get certified to become a coach or that it makes you a better coach. I think it actually, I don't think it qualifies you because I don't believe that's what makes you qualified. And I don't believe a certification is what makes you called. And your clients don't either. But I do believe that if you find a certification that benefits you because you get more support, more resources, uh, community, connection, visibility, all of those things, then maybe it's a great idea for you at the point of mature fruit bearing. Now, some, some certifications offer you nothing in return, except like a seal for your website and a, something you can print, like a certificate, a certification of completion, you know, that nobody's ever going to ask to see, but maybe you like it on your wall, fine, whatever. And yet others offer a ton of value in being part of their certification community. All of us, you know, there's a lot of perks to having certifications with certain organizations or businesses, Okay. In my Christian Life Coach training course called The Greenhouse, the benefits are you get to be on monthly calls with me, you get to ask all your questions and ask for feedback, and you're with like-minded coaches out there get, becoming better coaches and developing your skills, and you can coach one another. That's one of the benefits. Then when you're ready, we put your bio and links to all of your offers inside of the Sterling and Stone Coach directory that we're building. So you really have to think about who and why you're going to pay for certification because what I'm talking about is the main reason I want you to do this is to benefit you. Otherwise, I want you to go listen to episode 10 where I'm talking about how training actually means a lot more than certification. So you can go get trained as a coach and regardless of the certification, I and I talk about this in episode 10, there is just a difference between the two because there's organizations out there that spend no time training you. Maybe you watch a few videos, but you never talk to a person. You never get feedback. You never get help. You have no community. And they might give you a certification, but that certification means nothing if you didn't actually learn anything and you don't know how to coach when you're done, okay? The next thing is a website. Some of you are like chomping at the bit to build a website and you have all kinds of different reasons why you'd want to do that. I'm going to say when you're making four or $5,000 a month and you're paying your bills with extra money to invest, 
maybe you can do this on the side and you can afford sooner to invest into it or maybe you simply can't control yourself and you do begin building a website on your own. That is possible, but I rarely meet somebody who has such a strong one tree focus on becoming a coach with clients that they can also add, you know, becoming a website builder focus (laughs) that doesn't rob them from what they really need to be doing. I definitely don't recommend paying somebody to create a website for you until you're solid on your niche, solid on your ICA, solid on your marketing research, solid on how to write copy that converts, and solid in your bank account. Otherwise, you're going to end up changing it all anyway. So don't spend your time doing that. And you likely won't have the access or the knowledge to make the changes quickly, easily, and cheaply if you pay somebody else to do it. All right, next thing, virtual assistant. Some people want an assistant to do the things that they don't like doing. If you can afford it, when you can afford it, go for it. Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Like there's lots of different um, platforms out there where you can connect with people who can be a virtual assistant for you and get certain things done. Um, You can do that little bits and pieces at this point of mature fruit because if you're clear about what you need, that's the key. Get a virtual assistant when you are clear on what you need done, and then make sure you ask them all of the questions. Make sure that you get very clear about what they're doing, especially if they're helping you create something that you don't know how to create. Get very clear because they're going to go away at some point, and you're going to need to know, how did we do that? So ask them to create an SOP or a standard, standard operating procedure. That's what SOP stands for. Ask them to help create SOPs so that you get a strong handoff for everything that they created. The next thing is funnels and paid ads. A funnel is basically when you have a website set up and you have a place where people can pay for things and and pay for your services, your offers. A funnel creates a flow, like a journey for your client so that they can say, oh, if I buy this now, I can also buy that at a lower price because I'm bundling it. There's bump sales, there's upsells, down sales, there's all kinds of things that take your client through a journey. You do not need a funnel ever until your your tree is already bearing fruit. Like you are, you need to already be coaching people, be really clear about what you offer, and then be really clear about what they need and what they would want that is complementary to that, what coincides with it. So you have to, you would have to be able to create more than one thing to offer in order for you to need a funnel. Paid ads, same thing. You need to have a lot of money and a lot of time and a team built up in order to keep up with what it really requires you. If you're paying for ads on social media, you need people who are going to pay attention to keeping up on that and you're gonna be thrown out a lot of money. Do not do this early on. This is when you're making like $100,000 or more. Like you don't need it. There, I promise you, you don't need it. I don't need it. My clients don't need it. I, so many people who do it end up turning around just saying, I wasted that money. I literally just gave Facebook my credit card and said, do what you want, go shopping for the day. You don't need to do that anytime soon. You need to have a lot of niche and ICA clarity and know exactly what kind of transformation you offer, exactly who you're talking to, have a lot of really great language that's super dialed in, 
and have paying clients that are going to pay for those ads. Do not look at anybody who's offering you to teach you how to use paid ads to grow your business until you are at least at this point, don't, they are not talking to you. So a lot of this series, I'm trying to reduce your FOMO. I don't want you to take advantage of things where people are taking advantage of you not knowing what you don't know. And you don't know that you're not even the person they're talking to. You just think it's a good idea and you would hate to miss it. You're not going to miss it. That offer will always be there. And if it's not that person, it's somebody else. I promise you. Um, The extras, all the extras, the business cards, the equipment, like an extra, you know, better a camera or microphone or all of those things, they're eventually upgrading. That's going to benefit you in the equipment area one day, but only when you have a rest in place and it's actually time to up-level your quality. Otherwise, your phone and your computer are enough. Just go with it. The fancy paid-for branding extra. (laughs) Don't do this until you've played around so much on your own. Get Canva, even the free version of Canva, C-A-N-V-A, link in the show notes. Like, Do what you can to know what you like about your colors and your fonts and the feel and the look of your brand. If you hire someone to come in and do your branding, Make sure you solidly like it so that it's really sustainable for your future. Because if you look at your brand, you look at your website and all your products and you go, I don't love that, you're going to eventually want to change it. It's expensive to pay for somebody else to come in and do your branding. Just play with it on your own. Do some research. Go to Canva. It'll teach you everything you know. Because if you're not in control of your branding, it's really hard to change. I built my own branding because I took a long time to learn how to do it all on my own. I did all of the passive action and buffering in the beginning of my business. Instead of offering and coaching, I did build a website and I did play with my branding. And it was like, I woke up every day so excited to get on the computer, but not to coach anybody and not to develop a coaching offer. (laughs) This is why I'm actually teaching you what I'm teaching you now is because I understand the desire for all these things. But now I know I could have gone so much sooner. I could have stepped into what I'm really called to do. And I could have gotten so many more results and helped so many more people transform their lives and get where they want to go, right? So I spent years developing what I love in my branding. So when I feel like maybe I want to make a change in my branding, I only go into Canva and do it. I play around and change things. I never hit a publish button. And I just see like, is this something that's sustainable? I look at it and I play with it for a couple of weeks and I tweak it. And I make, I spend a lot of time figuring out, do I want to completely change my branding to this, you know, different color scheme or whatever it is, because I don't want to just hit it, hit publish and then say, wow, I want to go backwards. So once you pass that type of power of your over your branding off to someone else and you pay for it, you you want to know that what you've asked them to do is what you really love and it's going to work for you long term. So make sure that if they say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do your website for you, but you only get three rounds of me making changes, and after that it costs more for me to keep making changes for you. And this is what's popular. And this is, 
what I suggest. Fine, you can take their counsel, but do not accept it as set in stone. You need to love it. And if you don't love it, then it's not sustainable. You're going to go find somebody else. You're going to be very unhappy. I promise you. So professional photography is another extra. In the beginning, just have somebody with a great phone camera take like five to 10 pictures of you that you actually like looking at because you're going to need to see them. Again, if you hate it, don't use it. It's not worth it. So you're going to use these pictures for like profile pictures everywhere, website pages, all all the things. Then when you've made enough money in your business that paying $300 or up for a a professional shoot doesn't make you blink back tears, you can go look for a photographer and do a short photo shoot to get what you need. But seriously, don't buffer with your money on extras like this. If you simply need to buffer because you're really afraid of actually coaching and making offers to coach, I want you to go spend your time and money on getting a coach for your own mindset and get out of the buffer zone. And alongside that, buffer through creating content. If you have to buffer, (laughs) not telling you to buffer. I'm saying if you must buffer, do it in the right productive places. Go create content. You don't even have to show it to anybody, but start writing things, start creating things that help you figure out what's already inside of you and see how you can fit it all together. But don't go around dropping 20s and 100s and writing blank checks so you can do anything but the very thing that makes you a coach and builds a business you love that pays the bills, which is coaching people. (laughs) So in the mature fruit uh, stage, this is also where you can start diving into things like developing more one-to-one coaching offers, um, offering group coaching opportunities, creating courses and programs, you know, After working with one-to-one clients for a while, you will know what needs to be in your course or program that actually gets multiple people results. You can listen to episode 55 about four methods of coaching. It's the one-to-one group courses and some kind of mixture of them. So you can see how you can scale your business when it's time. This is the multiplication factor. Um, Online masterminds and Um, group coaching, all of that kind of thing, you know, and then you can create curriculum and build out training for your program and courses after you've got paying clients so that you know what kind of curriculum all these people actually need. If you're going to multiply, you need to know that they need what you're going to offer them. Do it as you go. So create the curriculum for your course or your group coaching, your program, your mastermind, Create the curriculum as you go so you don't create things that nobody needs and waste your time there. You can kind of just create a foundational flow or outline and then add to it and tweak it. But the key is to ensure that you're not just listening to you and what you think they need because if you don't, if they don't think they need or want what you think they need or want, you're not going to get, they aren't going to get great results, meaning you're not going to get great results, okay? And then After all of these opportunities to grow mature fruit, there's still one I want to introduce you to the idea of, and that's being uh, creating physical products that you can sell, which would be like a workbook, uh, journal, planner, merchandise, like coffee cups and t-shirts and notepads, you know. Uh, Once you have a strong brand that you're growing, you can begin to create things associated with what you offer in your business and how you want to help people buy into what you sell as a way to be in their daily life, 
more, you know, they, you're going to see what they bought from you, but more importantly, what they buy from you is going to bless them. So you can create low content books like journals and planners on Amazon, and people can buy those things off of Amazon without you doing anything but creating at one time. And it takes you literally a half an hour. You can learn how to do it online. Even if you're not making a ton of money from that journal, you're putting your business, your brand, and your offers right there in front of people. And something like a journal or a planner, any low content um, book, that's it's going to sit right there on their desk and be in front of them all of the time. So that physical product is one more thing where you can create something that puts you in their realm and, and also blesses them with something that they physically can use in addition to um, your coaching. So, okay, these are all of the things that I consider kind of the secondaries, right? We've done all of the priority things of getting the trunk, uh, the roots, the trunk, the branches, and beginning to grow fruit. This is the matured fruit where the secondary things that we need to give some focus and attention to because it's time. These are things that you don't want to do earlier if you want to get your business up and going sooner. You actually want to get past that buffer zone so that you're really speaking to people, talking to people, telling them you're a coach, cultivating your offer, and go get 100 people to tell you no, and I promise you, you're going to get one that says yes, and that's the one that matters, okay? Bless you, friends, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. I hope that you loved this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.